0: Hey, you're listening to the Innovate for Impact podcast. I'm Dan Bentley. We've got Tracy Newman here. And today we're joined by a guest, Jamie Hodgson. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Tracy. Happy to be here. Great to have you on the show. Hey, we always like to start off our podcast with an acknowledgement of country. I'm up in Sydney at the moment, so I'm on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Aura Nations. And I'd like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.
1: And I record here in Adelaide, so I would like to acknowledge the Ghana as the traditional custodians of the Adelaide Plains region and also acknowledge elders past, present and emerging.
2: And I'm coming from Gadigal land, also in Sydney, so I'd like to pay my respects to elders past and present.
0: Great. We got Jamie on the show because we had a conversation a while ago about some excellent work they're doing at Key Assets. And one particular part of the organization, Chrysalis, is amazing innovation work. And they've set up this sort of innovation area within the organization, which is going to talk to us about. I think the thing that I liked about it is it's a great example of one of the things we speak about a lot on the podcast, which is around using your mission as a way to make innovative decisions and to help you have a bigger impact. Before I sort of give away everything that you're doing there, Jamie, I might just throw it to you and
2: get you to introduce yourself to everybody. Uh, Who are you and what do you do? I'm the CEO of Chrysalis Transformation Hub, which, as Dan said, is a function within Key Assets Australia, and I'm originally a social worker, so have been in the uh, child and family sector for over 25 years, have a strong passion around working with children, young people and families. I've been with Key Assets Australia for now 12 years and really championed this whole idea around social innovation and and disruption. So yeah, it's really great to be here to talk with you.
0: That's great. And maybe for those people that, because we've got a few listeners overseas, maybe for those people that don't know what Key Assets Australia do, did you want to just give everybody a bit of an understanding of the organisation?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're a non-for-profit and we were founded in Australia in 2007. We're actually part of an international organisation or foundation. And so we are a young charity and we operate in all states. And really, we are a child and family service provider that work with children and young people, families and communities. So predominantly, it's in the early intervention, prevention, disability, child protection, but our primary focus is out-of-home care. So we're really proud of the work that we do here in Australia and how we partner with a whole range of stakeholders to achieve our mission.
1: There's some pretty complex systems, That the key assets are part of it, so it's probably fortunate and no surprise that you're area of specialty and interest is in that really complex system and and how you can make some interventions within those and, and the parts that you play.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think even from when I was sort of starting out work as a 16-year-old, I went straight into disability services. And so it's something that is part and parcel of me, my family, uh, nurses and in the helping profession. And so I don't know. I think there's something around what key assets represents aligns to me and my personal values. So those professional and personal values are really, really strong and connected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. Did you want to as well, maybe talk a little bit more about like what Chrysalis is and how did Chrysalis come to to form?
2: For us at Key Assets, we are part of a complex system where a service provider that delivers services to children young people families and communities so through my experience and that's some lived experience and professional experience the system just does not operate the way that it was designed and so children young people families are falling through the cracks in regards to that so working in in that system for an organization you see that every single day so our staff, I'm managing those complexities and those gaps in services. So over my 25-plus years working in the sector, there's something that I was seeing that was actually not right. And so what had happened, I'd been exposed to human-centred design through some projects and some agencies that were doing work with around carers and the carer voice, and then we were doing some journey mapping in a jurisdiction that we're working. And I got this exposure around human-centred design and design thinking And what started to happen for me was really around putting humans at the centre of our work. And I think over and over they're not at the centre of our work and so there are particular drivers in the system that are not in the best interests of of the humans that we serve. So I really started to think and we uh, had a new CEO at the time, Diane Jackson, Di actually is a purpose-led leader. Uh, She comes from a helping profession as well, so she's an educationalist. And we started to really play around with this idea around disruption, innovation and transformation. And so I was tasked by Di and also the board, so Craig Lawn, the chair, but the whole idea around thinking about how we do things differently.
1: Um, So where did you start? So you've been given... (laughs) given a mission to do things differently. And of course, if it were easy, it would have already been done. So where did you start this journey? You know, I could imagine someone handing me that on a plate and going, okay, well, first of all, I'm going to go home and have a nap. (laughs) But after that, what did you do? Yeah,
2: exactly. It's a good question, Tracy. It was actually on top of my chief operating officer roles and responsibilities. So it was driven through passion But really I started researching and thinking about how we could do things differently. So I looked external to the organization, but most importantly, I looked internal. I think over and over organizations have amazing assets in that of people that do this work day in, day out. So they're the front line and actually they innovate every single day. So I I looked internally first and I, I really spoke to children, young people. I spoke to our staff, executive, senior executive, even the board, actually. So I started to capture all these ideas around actually people wanting change in the system. So really, we partnered with End Projects in the design of Chrysalis. So it took 12 months. And so we worked alongside the organisation in validating this whole idea. So literally, we were in Parramatta office and we had the long pieces of paper and we were just drawing and thinking about what's the 30,000 foot view of the work that we do, where do we want to go? So yeah, we, we tapped in to what was working inside the organisation and actually what wasn't working in the organisation as well. So what does it look like now? From the butcher's paper and and the design and kind of the ideation, it looks completely different now. But, you know, in part, we're only new into our journey. And so really for us, we have a team. Lucy Thornton is our design lead who comes with a lot of experience and she has some service designers around her. So we have an in-house design capability now for the first time inside the organisation. We're bringing lived experience for the first time, so really honouring people's experiences in their interactions with the system, the good, the bad and the ugly. And so we're really kicking goals in that way. And it may just sound really simple, Dan and Tracy, around just, oh, you set up a team, but actually this is a new capability in a complex system but also a big organisation that's uh, national. So we have champions inside the organisation, the executive, but the biggest champions are the people and the staff in the jurisdictions. So where we're at at the moment, there are parts of it that are still theoretical and there are challenges you know current day we're not short of ideas 50 years ago we were we have so many ideas actually we just don't know what to do with them now and so the processes that are not set up and i saw your your post recently Dan around this the idea process and so how do you how do how do we manage this so there are things like that that are completely new to us as an organization And so how do you meet the particular needs? So we've kicked off this month, our first initiative, which is Voice of the Child. So at at the heart of Chrysalis is children and the voices of children. And so through the design of Chrysalis, we spoke to children and they were the first stakeholder to get what the system was like and what needed to change in the system. So it's fitting that we actually have started with the voice of the child. So we've got a small group of young people that are going to be designing the engagement for the rest of the young people, which is a flip on what we would normally do.
1: I hear what you're saying when you're like, well, it doesn't sound like much, but when you're looking to design with children, you've got to be really careful that you do it well and that you, in your efforts to bring good (laughs) that you don't inadvertently bring harm and quite often what ends up happening what we see is that people don't consult with young people because of the risk that they make a decision that that's too complicated and too difficult and so quite often it seems like it's a no-brainer to have the person who's at the end of the service at the center of designing it but so often that Absolutely doesn't happen. So that's really exciting that you've got a core cool group of young designers, and I can't wait to see what they come up with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is the exciting part, and actually shifting the power that sits within our own organization and the, and the broader system. Part of my role really is to walk alongside key assets and really offer an opportunity and a space for the staff to come up with new ideas, new models, develop insights. And so our job is to facilitate that. So we're not the experts. And that's a really important distinction to go to children's rights and placing children at the centre. So easily said, isn't it, really, around the voice of the child. Actually, we spoke to the children about the voice and they said they hate the word, the voice of the child. So it's a, working, it's a working title. But, you know, I think it's an important message for us. And Kassets is, you know, we're not unique in this. And through the research down to your original question yeah. around where have we looked and how have we tested some of these ideas? We did some comparative work around what's happening in Australia. So what organizations are doing around reporting on impact, looking at the return on the spend that they put into programs, how they're actually representing children and young people in their public documents. And we looked at ourselves as well. And so we got some learnings from that, but also we looked overseas and we looked at social innovation and how it was happening. And there are different things occurring across the globe. And that goes to my motivation around how do you tap in to all the amazing things that are occurring? Because not one process or framework or evidence-based program fits and actually it needs to be wrapped around children young people and families and communities to be able to meet their particular requirements and needs which are unique
0: want to improve your co-design skills and confidence join tracy newman the co-host of this podcast and head of impact at impactor consulting for the co-design for impact training program In this training, you'll explore co-design from start to finish, learning how to understand diverse stakeholder needs and create innovative solutions. You'll also get access to the co-design workbook with essential worksheets and connect with like-minded individuals from the social sector. Act fast because this popular course fills up quickly. Secure your spot now by clicking the link in this episode's show notes or visiting impactoconsulting.com.au forward slash co-design for impact. Remember, co-design for impact is one word with no hyphens. Don't miss this chance to enhance your co-design skills. So an age-old debate that we get involved in a lot too is, Do you have a shared service innovation function or do you try and build innovation capability across the entire organization? We sort of spoke a little bit about this, me and you, when we had our other chat, the first chat, but the difference between having like a standalone sort of shared service model. So having a group of designers under one team that can sort of come in and out as champions versus trying to get champions across the entire organization. There's just two different approaches to having innovation support. So it seems like with Chrysalis, you've sort of gone with the shared service model. What was the thinking behind that? What was the reason why you decided to go down that path?
2: Yeah, we wanted to be independent. Chrysalis wanted to be independent from the BAU because of the complexity and the work, you know, in the design of it, it was validated it was that it needed to walk alongside the organization. And so we identified particular transformation levers that. There are nine of them, and we feel that through the research that we did and the comparative work, if those particular levers are pulled at similar time, then you're going to see transformation that sits outside BAU. And so the whole idea around the team is to tap into the expertise of the organisation. And so depending on the initiative, because it's initiative-based and the framework is a design process that allows ideas you know, that divergent thinking and ideas to be generated and it goes through a particular process. The whole idea is also to build expertise from the organisation and external into those initiatives. And we saw that as a really important distinction around how to set Chrysalis up and then build champions within the organisation based on the initiative But it's still untested, and I have to be really upfront around the fact that we're at the start of our first initiative, which is the 12 months, but actually what will happen is that we need to create the sustainability of it being looped back into the organisation. So that implementation and integration back into the organisation where ownership is taken from my team back into the organisation. And so we're really conscious around how to build that capability of the team. And we learn as well. So to go to just quickly, we've recruited as a service designer, our first service designer is actually a social worker from the organisation. And so we're training that service designer up in a new capability, but the invaluable skills that she brings to the table and the understanding of the service system and clients is, is huge. So it's working really well at the moment.
1: Tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. You've got your first initiative that's about to start.
2: And it goes to your point, Tracy, before, is that it's really delicate work. And so we're working with children and young people that have had particular lived experience. And so there is knowledge and expertise around how to hold young people in a particular way without patronising them, obviously, but really. That goes to the skill set that the social workers bring into the design team. And so Lucy's very experienced in, in that work as well, but really placing the child and young person at the centre. You know, I spoke to Lucy about the first meeting with the young people, and actually, it's about the relationships, it's about building trust, it's getting them to lead on some of the conversations. And so it's flipping this whole idea that they don't know the world that they live in and that we know everything and we're the experts. So I think that is in part what it looks like. For me as the CEO also, the organisation has made a large investment into the board and the CEO have said, you know, we believe in this whole idea. So that is significant as well in this as well. So, you know, Craig as our chair he brings a very high level thinking and visionary kind of thinking around if we, why help one child when we can help a thousand? And so a very big picture impact kind of conversations that are occurring at the board level all the way through. So there's this lovely connection between what staff want and then also what the board want and then all of us in between. <laughs>
0: That's great. How did you get that commitment across the organization? I think this is one of the conversations we have a lot and it's such a critical part if you want to create an organization that actually has innovation in its DNA. You really do have to have that alignment and like you just mentioned as well, it does need to work across all of those roles for everybody. Was it something that you had to do to sort of lead this or something that sort of happened that enabled this to happen? Because it's really hard to line all those things up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can't agree more. <laughs> that is one of the biggest challenges of my of my job, but also it absolutely starts with purpose. And actually the people that we have in our organization just come with a, a high level of purpose and commitment. So interestingly, our executive are uh, all from the helping professions, from social services. So psychologists, social workers, educationalists. And so- there is this experience in working in the complex system. So they bring a level of knowledge into the leadership role and they bridge the gap between having an understanding of what's happening in the day-to-day and then translating that to the senior exec and board. Senior exec also have those same experience. Our board is agile. There's only, you know, a handful of board members, I think there's six or seven at the moment, or six. And so there's this real dynamic team of non-executive directors that also share that purpose. So every single board meeting, the chair opens with our purpose to place that purpose at the centre of all decisions that we're making. And so we're always looping back to that. The other thing as well is that there's this strong connection with the staffs so of the board do listening to us. They do strategic planning days face to face. And so there's this whole idea that I would have no problem as a senior executive if a staff member wanted to directly talk to a board director and tell them exactly how, how it all is and what's happening. So the transparency, we're not afraid. We have to understand what's happening to be able to change and, and make that impact.
1: I love that because so often, you know, the organizations that we talk to and that we deal with have amazing purpose. They do incredible work and their people come and work for them because they're engaged in that. And then it's almost like it's expected to self generate automatically forever, despite what's happening. And that's where things start to go awry because even an amazing purpose can become like Groundhog Day. And particularly if you're part of a complex system that's not working, you can lose sight of that purpose. And it's a gift that these organizations have that they leave wrapped up under the Christmas tree and never, ever get it out and open it up and talk about it and play with it. So, that idea of at a minimum starting every board meeting, just really Presencing that for everybody is so good to hear. And that transparency and interaction, it enables the board to be agile and make great decisions because they're well-informed.
2: That's right. They're always challenging themselves and they're always challenging us as senior executives that in turn is a positive challenge and that we need to be challenged and asking ourselves. So the whole idea of Chrysalis is to deliver on strategic pillar three, which is around innovation and leadership. And so my job, is to really pick up all the amazing ideas that are being generated and think about how do we make change. The big thing as well is that we hold a lot of power as an organisation in the system. And so there is a conversation around what does that power look like? Is it things that we own? Is it we're sharing? Do we need to give something up? Because our role as a service provider has to be looked at. So internally we're looking at ourselves and We're not perfect, but what we are open to doing is thinking about what do we need to change to ensure that there's a whole range of positive impact out there in the community. The other thing that I'd just say on that really quickly is really around partnership. And so we have a strong belief inside Chrysalis and also Key Assets Australia is that we can't do this alone. We need different thinking, we need different lenses, different conversations, healthy disagreement. And also, if we're not able to do the work, then somebody else should, and we should be supporting that. So too often in non-for-profits, we're competitively pitted against each other. And so what Chrysalis does is we partner and we champion that. And so our social workers partner every single day to get outcomes for children and young people. So we need to replicate that throughout the organisation. We're not doing anything... New and through our research, you know, we saw other organisations globally and here in Australia that are setting up social innovation hubs. Like it is a hot topic at the moment, but actually we see that as a great thing and we have already collaborated with a whole range of organisations and design teams and actually shared insights of particular work they were doing. So that in itself is amazing.
1: It is Yes,
2: yeah.
0: That's so good. Thanks so much for sharing all that, Jamie. I I really love to hear organisations that are investing and having that organisational-wide commitment to innovation. I, I think that is what it takes to be able to really make an organization really innovative and impactful. You know, you did say that it's nothing new. Well, it isn't necessarily anything that's a new idea doing what you're doing. But the thing is, lots of people want to do this, but executing it and lining those things up is really hard. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show to talk about that journey. And I think I'd love to have you back in a year or so once it's, you know, you've been doing this for a bit longer to hear some of these systemic changes and things that you've been able to implement because I think it's going to be really exciting because the fact the organization so focused on it and is you know, putting the resources where it matters. So that's great. Hey, if anyone wants to check out more about Chrysalis and, and, and the organization, Key Assets Australia itself, where's
2: the best place for us to send them? You can go to our website. And so you'll find all the information around Chrysalis. We've got a page on the website and more about the organization. So really happy to hear from people and you know partner and let's have conversations and coffee uh, catch ups. Absolutely.
0: Perfect. Well, we'll put a link through to that uh, website in our show notes so that people can just click straight through to that and and check it out. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jamie. It was awesome. Really appreciate you being so generous with your your time and for sharing what you're up to. And like we said, we'd love to have you back sometime in the future to to give us an update and, and hear some of the great things that you've been able to achieve through having the organization set up in this way. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Dan. It was really nice to sit down and have a chat.
1: Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening
0: to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.